and welcome, America, to today's Simple Answers podcast. My name is Michael Turek, and we have a ton of burning information and news stories coming out of Washington and the rest of uh, the United States as of this morning uh, to uh, have reaction to and explain to you guys. I'm going to go through impeachment and some some uh, trade stuff uh, and even some, uh, you know, Jack Wilson stuff, if you guys even remember that story from uh, Texas a, a couple weeks ago. And you know what? We have the snooze fest that was the, uh, the Democratic debate that uh, happened last night. So we're going to be getting into all of that soon uh, as the program unfolds this afternoon. But first, I want to tell everybody uh, just to make sure that if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. But make sure to hit that big red subscribe, youtube.com slash 1787 Media Network. Our Facebook page, make sure you go over there and click that like button. That's where we share 99% of our information is the Facebook page. So facebook.com slash 1787 Media Network. And uh, make sure that you're following and liking this podcast on any of your podcast platforms. You can see all of our platforms on anchor.fm slash Simple Answers Podcast. And if you're able to make a monthly donation, please do so uh, by hitting that support this podcast tab on our anchor.fm slash simple answers podcast homepage um we would very much appreciate your support in that way so getting right into today's breaking news this morning house speaker pelosi came out and told us uh, and revealed the names of the managers of the House impeachment. So what this is, if you guys don't uh, don't know what a manager is, it is a prosecutor. It's the lawyer or person that is placed in charge to prosecute the impeachment in the Senate. Now, remember, Gerard and I have broken down impeachment many times before. All it is is gathering of information witness testimonies document grab um you know all of this stuff that's in for information building is done in the in the house okay once all of that information is gathered in the house the house puts up articles of impeachment and says this is what we have found that he has done wrong with this evidence blah 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 then they send those two articles in the most ridiculous manner. It is the 21st century. You would think that all they would do is just hit click on an email and heck, it's the government. I'd be okay with a freaking fax machine in 2020. Fax it from Pelosi's office literally right next door to Mitch McConnell's office. But no, 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 no. They have to have a procedure. They have to get all dolled up. They have to put these... Uh, two articles of impeachment in velvet-lined cherry wood boxes and march them into the Senate like they're, you know, important? Like, they, they, it's absolutely ridiculous, but I'm getting off topic. So so they put them in the, the, the cherry wood boxes, they send them up to Mitch McConnell in the Senate, and then the Senate takes those two articles of impeachment and they, they hand them to Chief Justice Roberts presiding over the trial in the Senate, all 100 senators sit in their chairs at the same time, which is an amazing concept in the Senate nowadays because no one is ever there at the same time anymore. 
So all 100 senators sit around the room with their feet up and they got their coffee because now Mitch McConnell has said they're going to be there all day for six days a week until this Senate trial is over. So so now you have 100 senators sitting there not able to talk. They are not able to give testimony. They're not able to ask questions. They're not able to do nothing. They are jurors in a case. It's like if you got jury duty for a guy who has too many traffic tickets or, you know, a murder trial or whatever, you go to jury duty and you sit there and you listen to the prosecutors or these house managers prosecute the defendant which in this case is president trump and then you have to listen to the the president trump's counsel give their defense of these articles and their um uh you know evidence and this that the other thing and then the jurors then vote just like any other jury would okay that's it that is the that is the sole extent of what the senate is allowed to do now before i even get into who names or or what managers pelosi named i just want to say one thing all of this talk about the senate having um witnesses come in for testimony you know uh mitt romney was sitting there like yeah i'd like john bolton to uh to definitely come in yeah we already know mitt that you don't like trump all right so what you lost twice we cannot allow the senate to do things that they cannot do if we give that precedent well then what what is to say that every single time that the Republicans get a president elected, the Democrats don't do this anyway? I mean, who's to say they won't do that? But now we're giving validity to what they've done, right? It is Nancy Pelosi's and the House's job to do the witness statements. If, if you fudged up, in gathering your intelligence and your and your stuff in the house impeachment inquisition you have no right to sit there and tell the senate hey yeah we fucked up over here because we didn't get all the information so you have to in the senate that is not allowed nancy you dropped the ball again Hashtag dipshift and and Jerry Nadler dropped the ball again. It's their fault that John Bolton didn't testify in the House. It is their fault that these people that they want to testify did not testify in the House. So now quit your whining, quit your complaining, and and... If Mitch McConnell allows it in the Senate, I mean, he should sit there and everybody, everyone in the everyone in the world should sit there and be like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You can't do this. Stop it. You're just telling them that, yeah, it's okay. All of this stuff that is a farce and a sham is okay. And we're going to take it as serious. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. So what did uh, what did Nancy Pelosi say this morning? She announced that there will be seven lawmakers who will serve as the impeachment matters managers to uh, to prosecute the case against President Trump. Uh, now this is coming from a Fox News uh, article written by Brooke Singman. Uh, Pelosi announces House impeachment managers to prosecute case against Trump. This goes on to say that uh, Pelosi's quoted in saying, "This is about." the Constitution of the United States, Pelosi said, as she presented the Democrats' legal team and noted that she put an emphasis on litigators in assembling them. Are you kidding me? This isn't about the Constitution. You wouldn't know the Constitution if it smacked you in the ass. There is no way. You have you have stomped and shat on the United States Constitution for years now. The fact that you even held an impeachment trial shows that you have no idea what the actual constitution of this United States actually says. You have absolutely no idea. To say that is to sit there and go, yup, every single one of you Americans are dumber than dog shit. And you don't know. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to educate you on the Constitution because apparently you have no idea. This is political. You're saving face, Nancy. You have absolutely no reason to there there is no there is no high crime or misdemeanor. There is no legal defense against what you have because you got nothing nothing you got absolutely nothing in this impeachment trial i'm gonna watch this impeachment trial because it's gonna be funny it's gonna be funny like ren and stimpy funny to try and sit there and make up as you go I can't wait until hashtag dipshift sits there and goes, yep, uh, this is this is what he intended to say, guys, because, uh, well, he really didn't say it, but this is what he intended to say, so he's guilty, because that's all you got. The fact that you do not like him is not grounds to impeach him. The fact that you constantly do things that are unconstitutional, like ram Obamacare down our throat, or ram all these other bills down our throat that no one in the American public wants, except for the elite, to systematically change this country to socialism and communism. So don't even sit there, Nancy, and go, this is about the Constitution of the United States. Because you saying that is making everyone laugh at you a little bit harder. So I continue. The managers include House Intelligence Committee Chairman, uh, hashtag Adam Dipschiff of of California. He will be the lead manager. (laughs) That's funny. And... uh, 
the next one is going to be House Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler, who, again, that's no surprise on those two. She uh, Pelosi also tapped House Democratic Caucus Chairman Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat New York, Representative Jason Crow, uh, Democrat Colorado, Val Demings, Democrat Florida, Sylvia Garcia, Democrat Texas, and Zoe Lofgren, Democrat California, to... Um, to be those managers, okay? Um, many of these guys were uh, were part of um, other trials and, you know, different staffers, you know, maybe... Look, look, easy enough said, they've been in government forever that they've seen... Some of these guys, Lofgren has seen all the way back to Nixon. And we wonder why we, we, we want to vote these people out. You know, if you're telling me that even if she was a staffer at that point, the fact that you've been in government for that long tells me that you are a problem. You are not sitting there thinking like me as an American going, what can government fuck up today? You're thinking, how can we fuck the American people by using government? That, that's, that's how these people think. And a lot of people don't, under, don't even understand the fact that it's not just, like everyone goes, oh, the president, he's gonna, you know, we need to vote him out, blah, blah, blah. We need to vote out the people that have been in Congress for 30, 40, 50 years. I don't actually, I think the last one that's been up upwards of 50 years is now gone. But there are people in Congress for 40 years. 40 years. That's longer than I've been alive. That's almost as long as Gerard's been alive. So it's like, come on. These are the people. Congress is the people that we need to vote out. And the sad part is that Everyone sits there and talks, you know, sidebar. Everyone talks about constitutional amendment for term limits for congressional members. Well, that would be great. But guess who ultimately has to vote on that? Congressional members. They're never going to vote themselves to have term limits put because this is how they make their money. This is how they make their power. This is how they fundamentally change the United States Constitution and laws to turning us more and more into a leftist socialist utopia that eventually will crumble. That is what these people want. Now, not everybody wants that, but the vast majority of the United States government, that's what they want. The staffers who spend 40 years there and then retire those people are entrenched in the deep state. These are the people that we need to start getting rid of. So again, uh, you know, this whole thing is just a farce. I, I can't stand talking about impeachment. The fact that she still is, you know, preaching on and on about, oh, well, you know, if you, uh, if Mitch McConnell in the Senate dismisses the, uh, the articles, then, uh, then that's, that's, you know, just saying that, that that's the acknowledgement that, uh, that Trump is guilty. Um, yeah, that's, that's not how it is it's also you know wrong to say he's guilty until you prove him innocent no one else no one else does that in this country you are innocent until proven guilty and the fact that you've just been like yep he's he's done did it 
He done did it. And that's it. He done did it. I don't need evidence. He done did it. That's crap. You are you are throwing away the whole legal standing of the Republic of the United States. And that's why I say the Constitution means nothing to you. Absolutely nothing to you. That aggravates the crap out of me because again, you're a legislator. You are supposed to be there with an understanding of the Constitution and and follow the Constitution and make life better for the American people, but yet no. You're not even worried about the U.S.-China trade deal that's literally going on the minute that you scheduled this uh, photo op press conference this morning. You're sitting there talking about impeachment, trying to hurt the president politically because he's showing you up politically. He's showing the American people that he doesn't need this big government to succeed get the government out of the way and you will have a better life the chinese delegates were actually arriving at the white house at the start of her press conference for this whole united states china trade deal now granted you know the the chinese work differently their culture works differently than um than than america's and and how it how it works is they like to um the the chinese are big into saving face right they they don't want to they don't want to damage the reputation and the and the and the image of certain members of their government so the chinese president did not actually come to this meeting he sent like low level diplomats that could sign paperwork for him on this uh, on this trip so automatically it looks like trump is in this place of strength right trump is in this place of strength the chinese delegate or the chinese president knows that he lost on this deal right the the chinese have not been able to manipulate their currency like they had been for you know the past year due to what you know what um what trump has been doing with china and that has and and plus the tariffs i'm always a fan of tariffs i know everybody's like oh my god tariffs oh my god tariffs are a great thing up until 1912 we we functioned as a united states with our only income being tariffs we didn't have personal taxes we had goods and stuff taxes, yes, but we didn't have personal income taxes. We financed the government on tariffs alone. And, and honestly, I think we could be able to do that again as the foremost uh, trade provider in the world. We could totally do that. So I, I, I really want to, you know, I don't talk stocks a lot, but, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, the stocks, you know, with Trump, everything's going to fall. Right now, the stock market's doing fantastic. We're up uh, 109 points uh, on the Dow, 29 points on the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500's up nine and, a, nine and three quarters since this morning because of this trade deal. The markets like this trade deal. And they're and they are um, they're going about it and showing that they have uh, 
what's the word? They have uh, not momentum, but they have, you know, a general like on where Trump is going. They have confidence. That's the word I'm looking. They have confidence on where this is going. Okay, so United States sources, again, Fox, uh, Fox uh, News article by Jonathan Garber, um, U.S.-China phase one trade deal, what Beijing has agreed to buy. It goes on to say U.S. sources have told Fox Business the purchases will total $205 to $210 billion over two years, while Chinese sources indicate the buys would be between $215 and $220 billion so right there no more trade deficit right they the chinese are now buying more from us than we are buying from them awesome awesome mr trump all right it goes on to say here beijing will purchase up to 50 billion dollars in crops um $40 $40 billion of which has been uh, confirmed by these Chinese sources. China has also agreed to buy $40 billion in services, $50 billion in energy. Leading uh, exporter in uh, energy, go President Trump. And $75 billion to $80 billion worth of manufacturing. Huh. All that manufacturing that Obama said was dead, Right. Yeah, yeah, get you you should get software jobs. You should get programming jobs cuz all that stuff is gone, right? We're we're now exporting 50 or 75 to 80 billion dollars worth of manufacturing goods to China. This is fantastic, right? Um Let's see. Aside from the more than $200 billion of Chinese purchases, Beijing has agreed to stop the theft of intellectual property. Now, that is a huge one. If they actually stick to that, because they've been stealing our tech for years, right? Uh, One of the companies in America would come out with, you know, a brand new VCR. And then you'd see like Sony and, and, you know, RCA come out with like, the same one but dirt cheap they, you know they, they ibm ibm has been getting their products stole by uh china for decades lots of you know the robotics injury industry all of these places that america has made leaps in the chinese then go and hack and, and steal or whatever all of these ideas and then they bring it to china and they you know make the product and then sell it for dirt cheap right um so they, Beijing has agreed to stop the theft of intellectual property and refrain from manipulation of its currency. That's the biggest one. And Trump did not sign this until he saw visual proof that China has not manipulated their currency within the last year. Um, the United States in return will reduce tariffs on some products made in China while keeping duties on $375 billion worth of Chinese goods. So I, I think that's nice. Release the tariffs on certain goods. Keep some other taxes in on on their um, on their goods to bring them over here. I think this is this is a great, great, great win for not just America, but you know, the world stage. You're looking and you're seeing Trump 
in the forefront of telling the world that America isn't dead. America's decline is no more. We have a president here that understands economics, that doesn't want socialism, that doesn't want communism. It wants make America great again. And they want he wants not just the military to be great, but our home country to be great. He wants the, you know, the poor lifted out of the out of poverty by creating more jobs. We have more jobs in this country right now than we have people to fill because people go, you know, it's been the it's been the rule, go to college, get a philosophy degree. And then what? Then you're flipping burgers, right? We're we're pushing more kids into trade schools because that's where the big dollars are. You get a plumbing, you know, you go for plumbing and then you get um a uh not an internship, but an apprenticeship. By the time you're a journeyman, you're making, you know, you're starting at 65k, but you're making over a hundred as a journeyman working as a plumber. Not, you know, auto uh, technicians and, you know, other blue collar work. Welders are making like 120 grand a year right now. Working on the oil rigs. Again, working over $100,000 a year. Good job. Go Trump. This is great news for the American economy. This puts people in jobs. This puts businesses to grow. This it leads to expansion. I mean, like I said, Obama was sitting there going, oh, well, guys, manufacturing's dead. Sorry, those jobs ain't coming back. They're in China. They're in the Philippines. They're in India. They're in Bangladesh. They're in wherever. But they're not here in America because it's too expensive. Those jobs are dead. And here's Trump poo-pooing on Obama again going, no, sorry, they're not really gone. We're now increasing production and we're increasing exports by billions, 75 to $80 billion worth of manufacturing goods. $50 billion to help out farmers, crops go. Remember, China does not have natural resources okay china imports so much of their natural resources right that's why they went and you know took over a lot of indochina back in the 30s and 40s is because they needed the resources they didn't want the land they needed the resources right so now you have 50 billion dollars worth of crops going across the sea to china Helping out our uh, helping out our farmers, which are all our middle class farmers, right? And then um, forty billion in services, fifty billion in energy. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And this and the stock market is booming today in a re- in in reflection to what has been going on with this trade deal that Nancy Pelosi specifically is trying to cover up with her stupid impeachment announcement because. She doesn't want the public who just watches CNN, who just watches MSN to know that President Trump, again, is doing great things for America. The people who don't know what they don't know will just vote Democrat. And and that's exactly what she wants, that uneducated, unaware voter. So, guys, let me break for... 
20 seconds here and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with uh, a a great little uh, story about Jack Wilson and I'm even going to go into a little bit more of the impeachment when I talk about the Democratic debate that happened last Welcome back, everyone, to the program. Please be sure to, uh, you know, follow and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast network, whichever one that you uh, you guys normally use. Um, if you if you are able to support this podcast financially, please go over and uh, hit that support this podcast icon on our homepage of anchor.fm slash Simple Answers Podcast. Uh, go to the Facebook page, smash that like button on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1787 Media Network. And if you're a watcher of YouTube and you get a lot of your news or you just want to see me flip out and my crazy hand gestures, because boy, do I talk with my hands a lot. Uh, you could watch every single podcast on YouTube, youtube.com slash 1787 Media Network. Hit that big red subscribe button and enable notifications by hitting that bell so you're not going to miss anything. So I want to dive into this Daily Wire article uh, written by Ryan Savidra. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott awards church hero Jack Wilson with prestigious medal. So if you guys are unaware of who Jack Wilson is, a couple weeks ago, December, I believe, 28th or 29th, um, a, uh, a gunman opened up on churchgoers in the West Freeway Church uh, of Christ in White Settlement, Texas. This was the, the viral video that we all saw. Uh, he he can't, you know, he was a, 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 he wore like a big jacket, had a shotgun under there. He entered, fired off two rounds, uh, ended up hitting uh, two people, which uh, w- they wounded one. Or they hit three people. He wounded one, I believe, uh, killed two, I want to say. But this Jack Wilson, who is a retired FBI agent, uh, had a concealed carry permit, had his uh, firearm uh, with him, on him, and got up, fired one round, took down the gunman within five seconds. No other life was lost. Okay, this guy is in. This guy is an absolute hero. And the fact that this story is dead, and the fact that the left won't cover it, just tells you how much they don't want you to understand the fact that more people are saved and protected by a firearm than they than lives taken via a firearm. I know I'm beating a dead horse here with the Second Amendment talk, and I'm not going to go into that because it'll be a very long episode if I start talking Second Amendment. But the fact that, you know, here's another good guy with a gun, right? That good guy with a gun story shows the left's argument of people having firearms and having to restrict them and having to take them away and red flag laws and this law and you know comprehensive gun control and and this is my favorite common sense 
gun control. I wonder where they get their rocks off on that one, right? Here's common sense gun control. We have a second amendment. If I want to own a gun, I go and purchase a gun. I shouldn't need a permit. I shouldn't need permission from the state. I shouldn't need to have, you know, uh, have another, you know, side permit to sit there and go, yeah, I can carry it at all times. Oh, but you can't carry it in certain places. I have a second, second amendment, right? That says I can do not tell me federal government what I can and can't do. That is not your job. It is not your job to limit the second amendment. It is your job to protect the second amendment to make sure that it's there. That is your job to protect and defend the constitution, not limit what's on the goddamn thing. That is my rant. Back to this. Texas Governor Greg Abbott award Jack Wilson, the hero who stopped the church shooting last month near Fort Worth, with the prestigious Governor's Medal of Courage with, uh, for his heroic action, or actions. Um, they, he goes on to be quoted, uh, When faced with an evil that few of us will, will ever comprehend, Jack Wilson responded with strength, bravery, and with love for those in the church that day, Abbott said in, the, in his statement. The courage in his, in his actions cannot be understated, and Jack is not only a hero to West Freeway Church of Christ, he is a hero to the entire state of Texas. Uh, so many lives were saved because of Jack Wilson's quick action, his calmness under pressure, and above all else's courage and willingness to risk his own life to save the lives of others. Abbott said before giving the award to Wilson, only God knows who is alive today because of Jack Wilson. I think that's, I think it's fantastic. Um, and, um, you know, kudos to, um, governor Greg Abbott, but also, uh, kudos and thank you to the bravery of Jack Wilson. So I, I wanted to touch on this because, uh, I thought it was a great story that, you know, you're not going to see covered, uh, all that often with, um, with the leftist news media out there. Like I said, that was on a daily wire and I haven't seen any other publication, you know, not, not even Fox with, uh, with that, um, uh, with that story. So I want to end today's program talking about the, uh, last night's Democrat debate, uh, held in Iowa. This now, what you guys got to understand is, is we're, we're coming down to, uh, we're coming down to certain dates here. Okay. The Iowa caucus is February 3rd. That's like two and a half weeks away. Okay. The New Hampshire caucus is February 11th. One week after Iowa, okay? And just a few weeks after that, you have Super Tuesday. The, 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 um, the, the primary caucuses for Florida, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, and Ohio. Okay, so we're coming down to pivotal voting blocks here. And this is why I want to tie in the uh, Democratic debate with also the impeachment trial, because I think Nancy Pelosi, while while gunning for President Trump, being like I like I said in a previous episode, she locked herself in a corner with impeachment. She had to do it. Now she's stuck with it, or she's going to get eaten by the lions. So with her having to do it, she has put a pivotal. Um, 
restraint on certain members of the uh, Democratic primary. And whether she did this on purpose to make sure Joe Biden won or whether she didn't, I don't really know. And I'm not going to say because it's, you know, that's pure speculation, but it's an interesting side note to think about. So we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, here in a second. So uh, this is actually a Time article. Um, uh, it uh, Madeline Carlisle wrote, Democratic debate highlights six candidates make the case for themselves before the Iowa caucuses. If you so, here's my here is exactly everything that happened uh, in the Democrat debate last night. You had six people stand up there and tell you two things. Trump bad. Free shit. That's you don't need to know anymore. Trump bad. Free shit. That's what they that's what they said. Right. Then you had a little, you know, moniker thing between, you know, certain candidates, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if you didn't watch it and all you need to know is free shit, bad orange man. That's literally it. It it was like a four-hour debate. It could have been done in 35 seconds. Okay? So here's an interesting thing. So um, I like how this put it. This this shows you the mindset of the left and the Democrat Party. The state this article starts, the stage was the smallest and whitest so far. Only six candidates qualified this time, and none of them are people of color. Former Vice President Joe Biden, former South Bend, Indiana, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, and billionaire executive Tom's... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, billionaire executive Tom Steyer made it, and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. So... You have a bunch of rich, old white people on a stage for the Democrats touting diversity, right? But here's the most funny thing, right? You have uh, Spartacus, Cory Booker, ended his ended his campaign uh, earlier this week on Monday. You have Kamala Harris um, ending her campaign uh, a month or two ago. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Spartacus didn't get, um, you know, all the voters and supporters that uh, What's-Her-Face had. And it's like, are you really telling me that if, if we break this down, the Democrat Party is dumb enough, and they are, they are dumb enough to sit there and believe that the American people the only reason that you are voting for Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or any anybody else of color, right? There, there's the uh, there's the the other CEO. Uh, what's his name? Um, it's down in here. Uh, I'm totally forgetting his name. Andrew Yang, right? He's an Asian. That's not white. Asians are not classified as Caucasian, so. Why isn't that considered person of color? Oh, wait. So, so in, let me finish my thing. If their statement and thought process is true, then Kamala Harris's supporters follow people because of the color of their skin, not the content of their character. 
Hashtag Martin Luther King Jr. Right? So, so their theory is we're only following people based on the color of their skin. So, so it doesn't matter that they have good ideas. It doesn't matter that this, it doesn't matter is that it's, we're putting them in a voting block. We're putting them into identity politics, right? I always said, as soon as the Democrat party put up, um, you know, a, the first, the black man for president, every single, every single election cycle after that, they were going to try some ridiculousness with the first, whatever, right? First black president, first woman president. Now it it could be the first gay president with, with Buddha judge, right? The first socialist president, Bernie Sanders, right? The first, again, the first woman president, Elizabeth Warren, right? They're trying for all of these stupid identity politics groups because that's all they got. You can't just be American according to the Democrats. You have to fit into some category that's been marginalized and victimized and brutalized and, you know, whateverized. You are too stupid to realize that the rich white people have kept you down that you have to now vote for the rich white person that's going to lift you out of your out of your hell misery and whatever come on Dem- there should be not a single intelligent person that votes for the democrats if you believe this stuff it's because you have been brainwashed into believing that government and that the Democrat Party is going to fix victimhood. It doesn't work like that. Just because a white person could be victimed up, oh, Turek's a racist, right? He just said white people are victims too. This this whole identity politics thing just really gets under my skin. It really does. It gets under my skin because even the left themselves are sitting there going it's the whitest so far we we don't have any people of color to take out trump because we know that if we put up a person of color all of our idiot people will not look at anything they say they'll just vote for them based on the the color of their skin they, they, they could sit there and be like, I am going to nuclear holocaust America the day after I get elected. But yet because of, again, because of their thought process, because they're a person of color, they should get elected. Doesn't matter what it is. They're a victim and the victim deserves the kinghood, right? Lift them out. Make sure that they're there. And it's the white person's fault that makes them the victim. So it's sad when the Democrats have voted off all of their colored people. Except for Andrew Yang. Democrats, you're doing this to them to yourself. Think about it. It's your own people choosing which which people, which candidates they want to support. So it's your own base saying, yeah, no, this guy's an idiot. I'm not going to judge him by the color of his skin and vote for him. I'm going to base on what he stands for and he's an idiot, so I'm not going to support him.
or I'm not going to support her or I'm not going to support that or I'm not going to support whoever because they're morons. If you look, if the DNC looks at how the American people actually function, they'd be able to figure this out. And they would figure out that more African Americans are leaving the DNC and the Democratic Party to be Republicans because they are sick and tired and they're woke to figuring out that the DNC has been using them forever. Good for them. Good for them that they're waking up and they're seeing that the Democrats have nothing for them. And more and more people are waking up to this every single day. White, Asian, Mexican, Latino, black, it doesn't matter. More Americans are waking up every single day knowing that the DNC has been lying to them, the Democratic Party has done nothing for them, and they're moving away and they're going and supporting Trump. Which is why I believe that Trump is going to win in a bigger landslide than he did last election. Because more and more people are supporting Trump, but refuse to admit that they are supporters of Trump because of what the DNC and supporters of the Democratic Party might do in retaliation. So here we go. Um, let's see. It's, uh, it goes on to say... Um, the DNC raised the debate qualification since last month's debate candidates had until 1159 PM on January 10th to get at least 5% in four DNC approved polls, or at least seven in two early state polls. Uh, they also needed 225,000 unique donors with a minimum of 1000 unique donors in at least 20 States. Uh, Cory Booker and Andrew Yang, both people of color, because that's important. Apparently we just went through it. Each met the donor requirements, but, uh, did not hit the polling threshold um michael bloomberg met the polling requirements but lacked the donor numbers because he said he was going to self-fund uh and the only latino candidate because again that's important uh julian castro dropped out of the race and uh and he went and supported um pocahontas on january 6th so you know it's funny it's funny to me how you have you have a, a narrowing field, right? You have Andrew Yang, Michael Bloomberg, and then you have these six, Joe Biden, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren, right? You have eight people uh, in the Democratic primary. And as I said last night, they literally said free stuff, bad Trump, right? At one point, Bernie Sanders said that just to pay for one, one portion of Medicare for all, not the whole thing, one portion, he had to raise taxes on anyone making over $29,000, a personal income tax hike of 4%. Fuck you. I give enough. Fuck you. Medicare for all. So, free stuff, bad Trump. But here is the biggest thing that I want to talk about. Is the fact that Pelosi making this announcement today that she's going to send over the articles in those nice cherry wood boxes with velvet linings. Mitch McConnell is going to receive those and he's going to start the trial next Tuesday. And... 
he has already stated that they those Sanders, those 100 Sanders are going to be there. Six days a week, all day. It's not going to be no nine to noon kind of thing, right? So with that being said, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, and Elizabeth Warren, three of the six front runners for the Democratic primary are going to be stuck six days a week, all day, in the impeachment trial in the Senate. This comes two weeks prior to Iowa. This this trial is not going to last three days, unless somehow Mitch, uh, Mitch decides to throw it away and dismiss it. But he's he's going to hear it. He's been saying, I'm going to hear this trial. We're going to vote on the trial. We're going to have them present their, their made-up shit, and we're going to vote on it. So now, these three, these three senators, Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren, are not going to be uh, in Iowa campaigning for the next two weeks. Maybe they're going to be there one day a week. If that, but if, if for some odd reason, this goes longer than two weeks, now they're pushing on New Hampshire as well. Three senators in the DNC race. Now, not at Iowa. They'll still be on the poll, like on the ballot, but they're not campaigning in these States. They're not in Iowa. They're not in New Hampshire. Right, so now you're leaving it to Joe Buttigieg, Bloomberg, and I don't even know if Bloomberg's in these states on the ballot, and Andrew Yang. Because, yeah, these guys will get some votes, but they're not hardcore campaigning in those states like they should be because they're sitting listening to a fake impeachment trial in the senate twiddling their thumbs going man i wish i was in iowa man i wish she was in new hampshire and this this I, I i doubt highly that this would go all the way up to march 3rd and super tuesday but it could if the if if mitch mcconnell allows the senate to hear witness testimony they're missing all three they're missing iowa they're missing new hampshire and they're missing super tuesday so they're not they're not campaigning van jones van jones came out with a statement after last night uh, and said he even recognized this he looked at the field of six on the on the stage last night and this was the guy that remember back in 2016 when when trump won he said this is a white lash this is a white lash he's the he is the commie he is the communist that sits there on record last night saying that joe biden pete Buttigieg, amy klobuchar bernie sanders um tom steyer and elizabeth warren all six of them on stage last night had no chance of beating trump he 
he's even admitted January of 2020 that next November doesn't matter because Trump's already in the White House for another four years. No one in the Democratic Party can beat Trump. You know why? Because they got nothing. They got nothing. Free shit. Bad orange man. That's what they got to run on. And that's it. Now, yes, there will be those disciples of stupidity that go and vote for whoever one of these people gets the nomination. And they will get votes. New York City will vote and turn New York blue again while all of upstate votes for Trump. Minus a few pockets of city. California, the whole leftist you know, socialist coast will vote for blue because they're stupid. All of these little pockets of Democrats in the cities and suburbia lands will vote because that's what they have been trained to do. Not because they've thought it through and gone, man, America is better my life is better i'm bringing home more in taxes my job is expanding there's new there's you know new shares in the market i'm making more money for my retirement we're safer because we're not in uh, you know again in a more you know uh, escalated foreign war he hasn't sat there and gone hey we're gonna invade zimbabwe today because that's strategically important like obama did in syria why are we still in syria on a side note what strategic advance does that have right so is your life better than it was eight years ago or even five years ago when obama was still in office yes my life is better i'm putting away more into my retirement i am putting away more into savings my wife was able to get a second job because it opened like these are the things that we look at and go the 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 data is there the data is there to show that our lives are better now under President Trump than they were under the eight years of Obama. And we need to remember that. And that's why we need to go out and we need to vote for President Trump, even though Pelosi has rammed this sham impeachment down our throats and rammed the impeachment behind, you know, behind President Trump's name. And I guarantee you, like I said in the last one, they are going to run on bad Trump and free shit. And they're going to sit there and go, can you, under good conscience, vote for a man who's been impeached? Yes, I can. And yes, I will. That is what I say. And that is why oh uh president trump is going to be the first president who was ever impeached in his first term and he will also be the uh first president who is re-elected president as an impeached president and that's where i'm gonna leave it for uh today guys i hope you enjoyed today's podcast uh please subscribe please follow us on the facebook please subscribe to us on the youtube channel and uh, i will see you all tomorrow when we talk more crazy nonsense from the political left and the news stories of today guys till tomorrow please stay happy stay healthy most importantly stay strong Thank you.